Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go! For Yelich! He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Braun sends it to right center and deep. Get up! trade was struck. The Brewers have acquired Eduardo Escobar from the Diamondbacks. Some fans might say it's about dang time. He's only been rumored uh, for them since like June when they lost 17 games in a row, 24 road games at one point, obviously in clear sell mode. And we did not give up much in order to acquire him. Cooper Hummel and Alberto Cisprian, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. He is like 18 years old. It's his first appearance in the minor leagues playing out in Arizona. Cooper Hummel, former 18th round pick, not a top 30 prospect. Neither one of these guys are in the Brewers organization, which is to be expected for Escobar, who is a rental. We will have him throughout the duration of this season. And we added our impact back, which is what I will get into here with Francisco and Bernie. So before we get all to that, just want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. They are a great tasting protein bar. They have many delif- delicious flavors, chocolate, chocolate raspberry, chocolate mint, whatever you can dream of, they have it. And we are offering you 10% off that order. Use the promo code TRILOGY at checkout. And again, that is for Built Bar and you can get 10% off your order. All right. Well, I want to welcome Bernie Pleskov to our our episode here. He does. Uh, he's a former pro scout for Astros and the Mariners, uh, as well as a contributor for Forbes.com. And he has a column uh, with RotoWire as well. And he also does some work for MLB. And I'm also joined by Tyler, host of the Trilogy podcast. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing quite well. It's always good to come home from work and see lots of brewers rumors <laughs> swirling and actually see something get executed. So I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we have Bernie on today uh, as a former scout and uh, as a baseball writer. Bernie, I saw you had a couple of tweets out there uh, regarding this trade that the Brewers just made. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about this? The uh, Brewers are going to get a uh, a pretty consequential third baseman in Eduardo Escobar. An all-star this year, but to be fair, the Diamondbacks didn't have an awful lot of all-star candidates, but Eduardo had a very, very good first half. 
Uh, he's a power hitter. He's a switch hitter. And I think he is going to be perhaps not a consequential bat in the lineup, but a very good, solid contributor. And I think he is a perfect addition to the Brewers because he lengthens the lineup. And as we all know, the Brewers have a fabulous, you know, trio of starters, an excellent bullpen, two other good starting pitchers. So their pitching really doesn't need an upgrade, but their hitting was a little bit light. And what Escobar does is lengthen that lineup and add another bat of protection in the lineup, a good RBI bat. And as I've said, you know, when you are a baseball player, you can always elevate your game. You know, you're never perfect. Just like any of us in our professions are never perfect. We want to improve. <clears throat> to me, putting Escobar on a championship caliber team like the Brewers will escalate his game, will escalate the Brewers, and give them a potent bat as they head into the postseason. But just looking at his numbers here, he does have um, on the season – uh, 65 RBIs and 22 home runs. His RBIs might lead the Brewers right now, um, or be among the league among the leaders in the clubhouse with RBIs that he has. Because you mentioned the Brewers do have that rotation. We have a bullpen. We have a great closer, all-star closer. And the only question that the Brewers really had was some offensive production that they've uh, been really missing. Um, they've been really bad with hitting with runner, runners in scoring position. Um, in those situations, we've seen so many times the Brewers have the bases loaded or two on and one out or zero outs even and can get nothing done. Do you think he will be able to have an impact when it comes to having runners in scoring position or hitting um, uh, in, uh, I guess, situational like hitting? Situations. Mm-hmm. See, the, the thing about it is he can get very hot. And when he gets hot, he can go on a two-week string where he's going to drive in a ton of runs. But then suddenly, you know, he's going to have his moments where he can't buy a hit. So I, if there's any flaw to Escobar, as far as I can see, it's inconsistency. But he is going to be so pumped to get into that stadium and to help lead that team, that he could be very consequential. And let's not forget, this guy can play third base, but he can also play second base very well. I don't see his range being a shortstop, and he's, he's a very reasonable contract at $7 million, but he is going to be a free agent. This is the type of guy that the Brewers might be able to sign full you know full-time, give him an extension, if in fact uh, – you know, they have a meeting in the minds, and this is a good fit for both. But whenever you bring a guy into a pennant race from a team that could lose well more than 100 games, you know, this guy is going to be very pumped to get over there. He's going to be appreciative of the, what the Diamondbacks did for him. But I don't see any way that uh, Escobar does not help the Brewers. Clearly a needed third base, and and I think he's going to play every day somewhere. Yeah, I think like versatility is huge with Escobar. The Brewers obviously value that. We mentioned he can play first or third, which is an area we need to improve upon. But he's also a switch hitter, so that allows him to kind of mix and match between Urias and Tellas at first and third right now. Um, obviously, Colton Wong's at second. second. 
Yeah. Let's not forget that he can play second. And that's that's another hole that the Brewers have had on and off for mm-hmm. the year. You know, right now they have fixed it, but, you know, they've, they've tried a couple players there, but Colton Wong is their second baseman. But if anything should happen and he needs a day off, et cetera, you can plug this guy in at second base and not miss anything with it. Now, let's look at what Mr. Stearns has done with the Brewers this year. You know, not only is the pitching, you know, to me, terrific, but they went out and got themselves Willie Adamas, who at the time I raved about at the Mm -hmm. trade. I said, this guy could be a difference maker because of his energy. And you've seen that energy from Adamas. You know, on both sides of the ball, this is a terrific baseball player. And not only that, they went out and got uh, Telez to play first base, who has unbelievable power Mm -hmm. if he gets the at-bats. You know, you put him against right-handed pitching in that ballpark, and I just think it was a terrific addition. And I think the Brewers have one of the best general managers and the best managers in baseball today, you know, uh, and when you have that, you let your players play and they'll produce for you. Yeah, and you talk about how we have second base covered, but Colton Wong has been injured multiple times this season already. And it would be nice to have someone who can give him a spot here and there and give him that rest, especially since he isn't a younger player. He's not necessarily old, but with his injury history. He's 30 years old. Right. But with his injury history, I think the Brewers would serve them well to have him rested heading into the postseason because – he is a gold glove second base. He's one of the best defensive second basemen out there. And, uh, but just to be able to have that versatility to play somebody there is a huge boost for this team because we know how Craig Council likes to move players around. He, they love versatility. That's like one of their biggest things, versatility and relievers, you know, if you think about, about the Brewers. That's um, why he's a great manager. You know, yeah. he uses his entire team. He uses his entire bench. Everybody gets to play. And you're going to see mixing and matching based upon the matchup pitcher. That's why he's such a great manager. And that's why, in my opinion, this is a really very consequential move for the Brewers. It was reasonable. The players, you know, that the the Diamondbacks are getting, one of them's an 18-year-old just starting out. And the other one is a catcher with, you know, some, I think he's 26 already. So, I don't think that the Brewers hurt their farm system at all. Mm -hmm. Yes, Escobar is a rental, but he's a very good rental because he has the possibility of an extension because his base at seven is not a base of 14 or 15, and you have to build on that. You know, you elevate him to 10, you know, 10 for three years, you know, you've got something there, in my opinion. Now, I don't know if they're going to extend him. He's already 32 years old, almost 33. Is there, you know, a, a window of two or three years for Escobar? Yes, there is. And as you said, he's a switch hitter. You make a ton of great points, and we do appreciate you coming on. I know your time is precious. Um, just kind of really quick, how do you see this team comparing with teams such as the Dodgers, the Padres, um, so the Giants even surprising this year and some of the National League quote-unquote favorites to win the pennant? The Brewers have something the Dodgers don't have right now, Padres don't have right now, and maybe the Giants do have. The Brewers have three all-star quality pitchers 
at the top of their rotation, all healthy. They have an all-star closer and they have a setup man who we haven't seen the best of this year. They can outpitch in the first three games of any series, any of those three teams, unless, and here's the big one, unless the Dodgers or the Padres pull off that Scherzer deal in the next 24 to 48 hours, mm -hmm. I'd say the Brewers are all in. You can follow me, by the way, at Bernie Pleskoff, B-E-R-N-I-E-P-L-E-S-K-O-F-F, -E -E -F, at Twitter.com, at Bernie Pleskoff. I engage with people all day long, every day. So I'd be happy to have all of your listeners and viewers as followers. Perfect. Well, we'd love to have that as well. And thanks for uh, following the podcast. We'll definitely have some more interactions um, as the season progresses. Thank you, Bernie, for coming on. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take all care. Right. Good to see you. All right. Bye, bye. now. He got, he got me all pumped up. <laughs> right. World Series. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, just kind of how they, how they match up with other teams, like he's right. Like we have three all-star starters um, and now pending that Max Scherzer deal. It, that can change things in, very quickly. However, um, let's say the team that does get him happens to be a wild card team. They may not even make it out of the wild card. And if they do, they got to face the Giants as the road team. And then whoever wins that game then plays the Brewers. If we progress past some, I'm, I'm assuming the Mets, um, definitely probably not the Nationals if they trade. So, yeah. I mean, that really opens the National League <laughs> right open for the Brewers. That makes it perfect, like the path to the the, the National League uh, games for the pennant is just perfect and lining up really well for the Brewers. Yeah, the strong NL West, like you said, it, it'll, that'll help. <laughs> and the funny part is Bernie's got us all amped up now, and I don't think the Brewers are done adding. We still got a couple mm -hmm. days till the trade deadline. They've been rumored for bullpen pitching. And, you know, we're a run prevention team this year, so we already fixed our need where we need a bat. I expect us to make a move for a pitcher, maybe even two yet, and that's only going to increase our chances. For sure. And you wrote an article, um, I believe, right, about a couple of different trade options that the Brewers may have. Yeah, I did. I was really big on Kendall Graveman for a while. And then of course he goes to the Astros. Mm -hmm. So that really sucks. I was actually surprised the Mariners did that. And obviously the Mariners didn't take well to that either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of options out there. Uh, Ian Kennedy is one that's talked about. He's a veteran. I think he's like 36 years old now. Maybe doesn't necessarily throw the hardest, but yeah, he's a former he's starter um, now relieving for the Rangers. Um, and he's an older player. I think he's like 36, 37, um, but he has 16 saves and he has a really good ERA. And I, I expect him to be traded uh, to a contender for sure. Like, I think that's a great, a great point there. Yeah, and given his age, and I he's, think he might be in the last year's contract, too. Yep. It should not cost much to get him. I mean, we gave up two prospects outside of the top 30 to get Eduardo Escobar. So one prospect might even get it done who you've never heard of before. So that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, I guess if you want, you want to keep branching off on relievers, I know Escobar is the story, but like the Nationals have tons of people available. Brad Hand, Daniel Hudson, those are both rentals. Nationals are selling they would be mm -hmm. big bolsters to the back end of this bullpen. Richard Rodriguez, I would love to have him on the team. I don't know if the Pirates would do that, but I mean, I feel like at this point, they would be okay with trading with the Brewers. I don't think there's that. I don't feel like it's not like the Cubs and the Brewers, maybe because the Pirates haven't been as good in the last couple of years. But I would love to see Richard Rod Rodriguez on the team. Again, he's another closer. 
um, having multiple options to close the game out. Like I know we have an all-star closer, one of the best, if not the best closer, but sometimes like he may not be able to go back to back games and just be able to have other options out there is, uh, is so key. Um, the Marlins, we may not get Jesus Aguilar, but we may be able to get uh, their, some of their relievers that they're definitely shopping. Um, I really wanted Garcia on the, uh, on the Brewers, hmm. um, but he was traded to the Astros today earlier. Uh, Dylan Foro is a really good option. He's a um, two, six, three ERA, couple of saves. Uh, he won a ring with the Dodgers last year. So he has that playoff experience and he's already appeared in 41 innings for the Marlins. So he has, you know, has appeared multiple times has a really good ERA and uh, also somebody that they're probably looking to move. Um, other than, other than the bullpen, what else do you think the Brewers may need heading into this final stretch of, of the season? Well, it's interesting. I, I don't know if we add any more bats, it's going to be really hard to move. You know, if you want to upgrade at the outfield position, getting rid of a Kane or a JBJ contract is going to be hard and Kane's coming on this pirate series here. Mm-hmm. So I think we're kind of stuck in a situation, just kind of see how it goes and, Either one of Kane, JBJ, or Taylor is probably not going to make the postseason roster, which is fine. Um, so surprisingly, I was always against like, oh, there's no way we're going to get a starting pitcher, but why not consider it? Mm-hmm. It's a strength of our team. Kyle Gibson's been a name that's been tossed around a lot because the Rangers are in clear sell mode there. It, it would be interesting because you don't really need a fourth starter, but then, you know, in the playoffs, you could have you know, piggyback off a starter if someone doesn't have it that day. So it would just kind of help preserve everyone and from a playoff standpoint anyway, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. I think they have like, like Bernie had said, they have probably the best three starters in a baseball playoff series um, better than any team in the national league, especially now that the Dodgers don't have Bauer they probably won't have him for the rest of the season and, you know, deservedly so. Um, but I think the Brewers have options outside of those three. Um, they can definitely uh, Lauer and um, Hauser has have they have pitched well enough to where if they need to go a couple of innings and kind of piggyback like the way that they did earlier, but maybe have Anderson. Um, and it, it just depends on what the series is and how the series is moving forward. But in a five game series and a seven game series, you really only need three really good starters. And if, like you said, one of them starts to falter. I think we have the options already. Now I would be a hundred percent on board with them adding another starter. Like I'm not saying no, um, but I, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the move that they make. I think another bullpen arm is definitely crucial. At least one, uh, not somebody who can throw, get strikes out, um, not a soft tosser, but somebody who has, you know, experience closing as well. That's probably ideal. Um, and first base, I think, uh, what do what are your thoughts on first base now that Rowdy Telez is all of a sudden, you know, Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah. The great Bambino Rowdy Telez. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think Rowdy's in a good spot right now, but I don't know how sustainable that production is. So I think long-term, I think that's where Escobar is probably going to slot out the best. I've been pleasantly surprised with Lee Sirius at third base. Mm-hmm. His glove has been phenomenal there since Willie Adamas came. So I think, you know, you might see some split time between first and third with Escobar at first, but ultimately I think he's going to project at that first base spot and having Rowdy Telez as a pinch hit bat off the bench in the playoffs, that that's a good power bat to have. Or if Dan Vogelbach suddenly comes back, um, I know Travis Shaw is starting a rehab assignment. I don't know what the future holds for those guys, but it's good that we have all this depth anyway. 
Yeah, I don't. We may have seen the last of Daniel Vogelbach because I feel like Rowdy Telez is a slightly better version of him who makes a little bit more contact. Um, he's in the last 13 games or in 13 games with Milwaukee, he's batting 357, three home runs and 10 RBI. Um, and just to kind of put that in perspective, in 50 games with the Blue Jays, he batted 209 and had only eight RBIs. So he's already had more RBIs than he did with the Blue Jays. And, and that's in what I can't math right now, but maybe 37 games less. So that's that's exciting to see him coming on. And like you said, we have um, uh, Duardo Escobar who can play first base. Um, I don't know how well he's played first base. Just looking at defensively right now, I don't know if he's played first base yet, but I don't I don't see him having an issue with that. Yeah, I don't either. I know a lot of people are comparing Escobar to like the scope trade already. And I'm like, oh, come oh, on, no. negative no, salad. No. no, that's I don't think it's going to be that situation. That trade obviously did not work out. This is not anywhere as close. Scope was terrible defensively. Mm-hmm. He always played on bad teams. Granted, you know, Escobar is coming from the Diamondbacks, but like he played for the Twins for the long, for a couple seasons, I believe. Yeah, a lot of bad years with him. Yeah. Um, but I, I expect him to be a good defender and not going to flop. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think that he will be rejuvenated coming to a team. And I, I say that, but he's already been really, really good this season. He was an all-star, but um, like Bernie had said, every team needs an all-star. So he was kind of like their default all-star, kind of like Danny Vogelbach with, you know, the Brewers or sorry, with the Mariners in, uh, I think 2019 that he was yep. in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, but I'm excited. I, I'm just looking at Escobar's numbers. I mean, he's batting uh 246 but i mean he has 65 rbis 22 home runs 14 uh doubles three triples i mean he can he can steal a bag if he needs to um i think this is and and we didn't have to give up anybody you know of significance and i think that's the key thing that we really need to realize that we got him but we didn't really give any of our top prospects up and i feel like like uh, Bernie had said, like we we have one of the better general managers and he makes these deals all the time. And after we see it, we're like, how did he even do that? Like that's like he is just so good at what he does. I agree. And it was really weird, like a couple hours before the Escobar deal got announced. There was an article through The Athletic that came out where some inside information was leaked that the Brewers are willing to part ways with like Mitchell, Small, Terang, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Jose Ramirez, here we Mm -hmm. go. And then a couple hours later, Escobar, I'm like, that's just the smarter move to do. That's a very David, not not like a knock. It's really Mm -hmm. good. It's smart. It preserves us for the long run. I mean, you're even seeing like bigger market teams try to, to do this like the Padres trying to get rid of Hosmer. They're trying to shed salary and be in a win now, but stay competitive in the future mode. And David Stearns has that nailed to a T. Right. I completely agree. I think this is going to be really work out really well for, uh, for the Brewers. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, this team's really rolling. Now they, they won today. They won yesterday. They're kind of on a roll. Um, they have a really good team, great rotation. And if, like you said, Kane's kind of coming on. And if we can get all these Yelich get healthy and uh, we can see uh, Rowdy Teles kind of keep doing what he's doing and all the pieces are sort of falling together for a really, really deep playoff run. And that's exciting. As a fan, like that, like I wish the playoff started now because I feel like this team is ready to roll. 
<laughs> I know. Well, we got some near playoff baseball coming up. We got the mm-hmm. Braves this weekend. We got the Giants, I believe, the weekend after that. That's yeah. at American Family Field. I got tickets to that game. So okay. it, the playoff atmosphere is going to it's going to be here and it's not even August yet. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Tyler, thanks for coming on. Um, I know we kind of did a joint podcast. This will probably be out on your feed as well. Correct. It will. Yes. I am uh, the Brewers Trilogy podcast, which, as you mentioned earlier, um, you can find us on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pot. And you also do some writing for reviewing the brew. Yeah. Yeah, Reviewing the brew and Wisconsin sports heroics. Yeah, definitely check out check out his work there. So let me know your guys' thoughts on Eduardo Escobar. Uh, curious to hear. Most of the things I've heard have been positive. I've talked a little bit about uh, a couple negative people out there comparing it to Jonathan Scope, but I think this is going to be a great deal for the Brewers. No, it's not Jose Ramirez, but this is a slugging machine, doubles machine, going to contribute for the Brewers, add some protection in the lineup. And I know there's a lot of people who think that adding this impact bat like Eduardo Escobar will get Christian Yelich going. And man, would that not be something. I I don't know about that, (laughs) uh, but I would not argue if it works. So let me know your thoughts on Twitter about the Eduardo Escobar deal. I think it is a great steal from David Stearns. But as promised, I have a little bit information on Fogo Power. So that is something that Eduardo Escobar says every time he does something good. And the origins go back to his Minnesota days. So there's a restaurant there named Fogo de Cheo. I do not know if I pronounced that right, but every time he ate there, he'd go to the ballpark and hit a homer hit a double or do something good. And he just got in the habit of going Fogo Power. (laughs) So giving credit to the restaurant for his baseball abilities. And it's just traveled with him wherever he has gone. It it made its way into Arizona and in... In, a, or in an interview, excuse me, as he was leaving Arizona, one of the beat reporters wrote out that he can't wait to see what Fogo Power can do there, and he helps to con- help contribute to the Brewers in their quest of winning a title, which that in itself is exciting because we're just coming off the Bucks' incredible run. The Brewers are putting themselves in position to make a run, and we only... The sky's the limit. We don't know what is going to happen, um, but maybe I should end the podcast with Brewers and Six, right? Like going after the Bucks theme there. So um, I think that might be the have to have to be my new closing line for the rest of the season. So that is going to do it here. I will have my regular scheduled podcast recapping the Pirate series that will be coming out on Friday morning. And yeah, be on the lookout for that and Brewers and Six. 